back to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the impact that MTV had on pop culture, uh, music, everything MTV, including the way that we remember it, and the impact that it had on me and my brother who joins me now. Dog, welcome welcome yeah. back to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for welcoming me to uh, our Your own podcast. podcast. Uh, well, it's been but- a while. It's been a while. So, absolutely, yeah. We're uh, we're coming in hot. This is a really big topic to tackle. MTV. If you grew up in the eighties, nineties, or two thousands, it was a cultural juggernaut, uh, and basically, as a you know, set the trends of not only music but also what we were consuming on television as well. So they were basically, MTV was the biggest channel for people of our generation growing up, I'd say, right? Yeah, I I can't think of another channel that I'd actually probably logged more hours watching. I mean, unless you want to kind of consider like sports, or but that was kind of split amongst all the networks. The only other one I could think of that, you know, from our adolescence that I spent a ton of time watching was Comedy Central. But really, this this had to have been the one. I, I I don't even think it's that close. I don't think Comedy Central is no, a I close think, second. Nickelodeon for me might be close. Comedy Central was its own thing, but I think Nickelodeon for me, in terms of um, like defining my adolescence and defining again like what we what we thought was cool. Right. So growing up growing up in the '90s, which you were born in '85, but we you know we grew up in the '90s, like. The, the whole, uh, there was a, a very cool, uh, a collective cool culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the culture of celebrity was very mainstream at that time as opposed to now that it's more dispersed in, in their niche avenues. But at that time, it was very much a central shared cool culture, wouldn't you say? I would, yeah. Like the way that I picture of it is like there's people in the Viacom or whatever, MTV Studios, just like a, there's a constant group of people just kind of trying to come up with what is cool and how can we mo- make some sort of program that's related to this cool part of society or, or whatever. Like so and, – and they seemed at the time to be one of the only channels that were doing or at least they had, they had a stronghold on all the programming that was being put out that was seen in the eyes of, of, of us being people growing up, teenagers, whatever, as the cool – TV or the cool programming to, to go to. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it started out, so what we're going to be doing today, uh, just to get back to some objectivity here, we're going to be going through a little bit of a timeline of MTV and especially our experience with it, because uh, as we all know, it started out as music television in the, you know, the 80s, it was really all about uh, music videos, um, and that kind of shifted um, in the late '90s, as you know, we kind of all, uh, you know, w- what we were watching or what we wanted to watch, changed. Um, and and a lot of that was determined by MTV. Like what they they could have really kind of put on anything, but we're we're gonna get to that. Uh, what where that where the changes were? Um, yeah. So I think before the podcast, you were breaking it down into like three different eras, right? So there's like mm-hmm. the mute, like when they first came out, eighty early '80s into like the early '90s strictly music or not strictly but the majority of the content was music videos and music based programming then you move into like the mid to late 90s and they're introducing more stuff like reality television 
you know, original programming that maybe stems from music, but right. does is yeah, probably really... the first the reality programmers. Sure, like this is this is probably the first reality programming that would like. And then right. yeah, right. And then from there, the third era, which you were talking about, and I forget what the label you, but it's it's kind of whether so, it, it's it's evolved it, or devolved depending on how you look at it into more of like a pop culture channel, right? It's it, right. Than, so I think I, I talked about like the nature of celebrity. So it was it was uh, music based, and then it was kind of all encompassing celebrity and music, and then it just turned into um, kind of celebrity. So the um, so those are kind of the three the three eras is just like its conception, its uh, emergence with in, all right. So MTV was is is a melting pot of of cultures. So in especially in the late nineties, it was everything from you know they were doing movies as well. They were doing late night programming. They were doing big um, <clears throat> award shows. They were doing. Uh, I think I just said movies, but um, they they were literally dabbling in everything. They had a radio channel, they had sister channels, so they were they were expanding and they were you know really kind of tastemakers. So I think that's that's the term. Like MTV was the tastemaker of cool in our generation for uh, two generations, maybe even three. Yeah. So maybe starting with like you know Brian Conley and you know, Mike and Matt Buckley going through then us. And then thereafter, you know, it was still, you know, it still maintains its prominence, but just in a different way. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the reason why it doesn't is because, I mean, nowadays, at least it was a cable, it was a cable channel growing up. Right. And now no one really watches cable. Kids are still probably following or getting stuff from MTV, but it's not by turning it to channel 28 and, you know, watching programming for two hours. It's, Hey, I'm getting their feed. Hey, um, you know, with the exception of anything live. So, right, like the VMAs were just, what, a couple nights ago. Like, I think that that's still something that people will actually tune in from. I don't know if they're actually going through on cable or getting it online or whatever. But it's, it's, they're, they're still staying relevant from what I understand from a production company standpoint, from putting out, you know, uh, other types of, of you know media that, that people are consuming, just not the way that we did, which was by turning on the TV. Absolutely. No, I mean, it's, and that's, they were, again, they've kind of been on the forefront of all things entertainment and pop culture. They were kind of ahead of the curb and kind of pre, in, uh, if facilitated the uh, curve. Wait, in a way. ahead of the curb or the head of the curve? I don't know. Which is it? I think it's curve. It's one I, of those that's things. One, I, that's one of those things. I I, I just like I, I'm just repeating something I've heard before. But I don't. Is it curve or curve? Are I you really grading on a curve or a curve? I, I think, think it's a it's a curve. I think it's curve. It's a, a simple Google would do it, but I, I, I'm not trying to do that. Right For the now. longest I time, I thought play it by ear was play it by year. So I'm. These are things. Well, you say you say ex, uh, especially and it went especially. Anyways. Well, we're not going to get into it. So, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. I had, to just bump, so let's, right. I had to bump you off the tracks for a little bit, dog. I, let's let's break it down, though. Let's 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 get into early days. So we kind of have we've laid out what we want to do. Let's get into early days. That, for, in my opinion, the my favorite days of MTV, where it was primarily music videos. Okay. So I'm going to debate. So, I'm going to debate you on this, but go ahead. Why was it your favorite? My. 
and, and, and define the early age. Are we talking from like eighty-one to ninety-five here? Like, what what are we what are yeah, we saying? So I think it took. I, you know, as we discussed before the podcast, I said, you know, the the days of I want my MTV and video killed the radio star. Those were those were early days where MTV was in music videos were becoming established as mainstream. Um, you know, and, and there of course been music videos before that with the Beatles and. You know Hendrix and in in some of the earlier artists, of course, did stuff related to music videos and had their own movies and such. But MTV was the first channel to specifically dedicated to. So, anyways, as a musician, as a music uh, student, of music, and I just loved everything about you know the, the theatricality of it. You know, I, I grew up. I think some of my first experiences were MTV that I remember were actually, you know, kind of just the early videos in that I didn't necessarily link onto. It's like, was it the, was it Olivia Newton-John? Let's get physical. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know if that was exclusively on MTV or whatever, but that was Anyways, it's some of those early videos. Like it was, I remember it being even before my time. So when uh, we, you and I really got into hip hop and hard rock and grunge and stuff like that. So when they started making videos, what I felt like for us was for, for me, I thought that was so special. Like I thought it was specifically for me. I remember, you know, coming home after school and I want to see what videos were out and want to see, you know, what, what was going on in the world of music. Cause at the time, as two kids from as you know kids from New Hampshire who are pretty far removed from like you know big city life or like pop culture like the TV was our window into the outside mm-hmm. world. Um, the internet was was less pronounced and was uh, you know less full, if you will. And uh, so this was really our, our our first way to you know look out, out into the world, right? So yeah, you made a good point earlier. It's like there was definitely music videos and like video put to music before MTV came out. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering sure. like where was that being seen? Like would some would they just play that at like the end of like the news article or like would there be So like Hard Day's Night was in the movie theater, the Beatles, you know. So you'd have to go to the movie a... theater to watch a music video back in the day? Well, like, they buy a ticket they to go really watch have... a 5 minute video or like how would that So work? what's the first so what's the first music video that you can like go back in time? Like for me it's like it music videos start with like Michael Jackson. For me. Yeah, what like, was thrill- was then, Thriller was Thriller eighty? Like I feel like Thriller should be should predate MTV, but maybe it, it didn't. It does, it does, and it was like a, a, I don't know. I think you could get it. I don't know what channels you would tune in to get it, um, but there's, you know, there was a, there was a lot of um, stuff on like ABC and then like they they would feature like like Dick Clark or uh, not Dick Clark. Um, Johnny Carson, who knows? Like they, I think a lot of those shows like featured. Yeah, I have no idea. Video. I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. I probably should have. But, but think about it. it. Before like the Michael Jackson era, there wasn't like, you know, there was Hard Day's Night. There was uh, video recording of Hendrix and um, yeah. Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Like they they had all video recordings, but I don't I don't know how they consume them outside of besides like the theater. Um, Maybe you could buy videos and stuff, right? So, like, you go to a record store and maybe you could like purchase VHSs or something. Who knows? We're we're just we're this is all us theorizing. But that's that's well before VHSs were around the time of MTV. So, like, you know, they were before videos 
what I don't even know. How did they consume? Right? When did VHSs come out? Yeah, We're getting way off topic here. Let's let's reel it back in. Let's go to MTV early days. Right. So I, you say that that's your favorite. I mean, even though I think you're pretty much alive for like the end of that, like the 90 to 95, I understand like the, I always hear people say like, oh man, I wish MTV played music videos. Like that, those were the days when that's all they did. And they, you're right. They primarily did that. There was MTV news. I don't think that people tuned necessarily in to see the videos because I think in people's minds, they think they did. And that's a kind of like a romantic thing to say. But as I and I and I always kind of thought that too. I'd like, oh man, I wish MTV would play more music videos. But there's no way that it would survive today. Much like kind of like the radio doesn't. Like we can now access any one of these videos, like for on on YouTube or whatever. Cable is an outdated medium. So like right, like and, and even back when even back when they were like there was still like somewhere on the internet where you can find these i think there was like a site called like vimeo or vimo or something something like that vimeo i think that's what it is vimeo you could go to i think aol had like a huge platform of of like music videos like there's other ways that we could get these even when they were still playing music videos i think what the, the nostalgia that you're remembering or that people when they say oh i wish they'd play more music videos it, the thing that MTV was doing is they were playing the edgy videos, right? So there was still VH1 was side by side with it. No one misses the days of VH1 because that was all like soft rock, like non-edgy music stuff. It was a channel after music MTV came out that was softer. I think that what people miss was the edgy part, right? It was something that was like, okay, here's the Red Hot Chili Peppers playing with a sock on. Like here's, you know, Nirvana having a teen party in their in their basement, like... And rocking, like, I think that those are the things that people and that those those videos weren't being played on VH1 or anyone uh, anywhere else. Like, I think it was yeah, the so it was the newfound edge through music that people glommed onto. And I think going into that, that's all they did with their original programming. And as they transitioned into that second stage, which as I was going through the the history, that's kind of what I realized that I miss about MTV is not so much. The music videos that they'd play, you know, dusk till dawn. It was the original programming that had that same edgy feel that of the videos that they're putting out, but it more translated into something that was, you know, consumable. Because you'd watch videos, and it, say you'd get to one a music video that you didn't like, what would you do? You couldn't fast forward. You just change the channel, right? See, for me, I was that kid watching every single music video I could. <laughs> But what I'm I, saying is you're, you're five years old when, when that era ended, right? Or you were like eight, no, maybe. No, I disagree. It was the era of TRL took over music videos, and that was like 97, 98. Okay. Like, that's when music videos started to phase out, and they started to focus more on the nature of celebrity rather than music videos. Because I was always pissed because the, the, the runtime of the videos would be shorter and shorter and shorter as TRL went on. It was a top ten uh, show where they go the top ten, you get to vote, and that was the thing too. It was so inclusive. Like say, say TRL was a t say TRL was an hour long. I think it was. You it maybe any it spanned anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half long. What would you get in the top ten as they went through the top ten? What what actual time? What actual show time do you think was dedicated to music videos? It, it used so I was as a kid who grew up at the conception and then probably towards the end. I I. Remember in the beginning, you'd watch the whole video, 
and they would never cut it out. But then towards the end, the only time you'd see sometimes like a full video was when they'd premiere it. They'd yeah. make a deal of the premieres and you'd watch the full video and that, so you can then vote on it. Um, and, uh, and you can vote it by calling or internet at that time. Um, but, um, I, I remember being pissed off when they would short you and they'd talk through the videos sometimes. So sometimes they would Carson Daly. So total request live is TRL. We got to remember that not everybody grew up with MTV listening. Um, so total request live is, is, uh, you call they focus more on pe- the, the live a- element of it. People in the studio, people outside the studio screaming, holding signs, people calling in celebrities being there, what it became less about the music. And that happened on that show directly because they used to show at the beginning of it, they would show the full music videos. And then by the end, by the midway through it, they were showing maybe 30 second clips to a minute clip of the video. See, that's the, that's what the show was though. So, right. You would have all, like you said before, you'd have all these different music cultures coming together and the concept, like the, the thing that sold for TRL was seeing the goth kids and the Backstreet Boy the and the preteens who like the Backstreet Boys and the and the rockers and the people who like rap, all in Times Square holding up signs and separated by each other, yelling at each other. Like this is this was their chance to kind of showcase themselves, showcase their style. I don't think that they were actually counting the ballads as far as. How, Millions of people or thousands, hundreds of thousands of people must have called in every single day. No, I disagree because Tom Green, remember there's a stretch where Tom Green's My Bum Is On Your Lips, like there's this huge cult movement around that music video and they got him to number one and then he's like, oh, I feel bad, so I'm going to retire it. And it might have been a ploy. Like, yes, like, of course. Know, where, who, who, was, who was Tom Green? Who, where, what show was his? by MTV. Yes, of course, of course. So, Listen, like, I ate it up hook, line, and sinker. So, but think about the way that they would have had to count the votes, right? So there is there some intern that's just tick marking a hundred thousand, like okay, corn got four hundred thousand. No, no, no. no. You call in, it was a, it was a dial system, so you call in and hit a number. Okay, so you think that they were digitally recording I that? Voted. I remember calling in and thinking it was really important that I voted for Marilyn Manson towards like the end of the in sync days and stuff like that. I felt like I needed to be represent like metal needed to be represented so i literally would call in and make sure that marilyn manson was represented or a corporate or someone like that like so i think it was less about uh, what i'm saying is it may have started with the music playing the top 10 videos which was cool i think that that was a vh1 idea the vh1 when they would go through and play whatever the top 25 and they'd have some vanilla host taking you through for like two hours that was way less compelling than actually having personalities and people and celebrities stopping by and not playing the full video. I'm with you. I wish that they played the full video, right? Like the top 10. Like it would have well, only... obviously, this is, what, this is what happened to MTV. This is what... Yes, no, I think that yeah. the TRL is a good indicator or a good... Or the vessel... That's where it's segued. Absolutely. Yeah, for they, sure. And then for the sure. Osbournes. The, Os, the, the, show, the, the show of the yeah, sure. So that's that's with reality. I would I would say that that that's where the celebrity part. So you said that the third part was hardly celebrity. I think the Osbournes yeah, helped MTV go from that second phase that you were talking about into the third because they got their 
celebrity reality TV show on and, and something that you and I watched many, many seasons of, many episodes, many seasons. It was the I, biggest show in, in America. I think before it got to the Osbournes, I think Real World came in and introduced the reality aspect of it. So they kind sure. of... So it, it went from... And that was kind of grungy too, right? Like there was we a... Gotta go back. No, we got to go back to... We, we skipped the whole first part. So we're talking about the second part a lot. We got to talk about the videos first. Because you don't remember that being a huge part of your childhood? Like Of, of course. Like of course. But I remember... I also remember if one came on that I wasn't feeling, then I would change the channel. I, I, I remember being more interested in MTV news than I was just sitting and watching two straight hours of music videos. And I think that that's what people think that they did. But they did. I did. So there was, there was at this time or right before TRL, around, and around the TRL, there was a uh, Stay What Karaoke was the uh, – when people would go on a wheel – and do this thing, and I was like, I knew every single word to every single song, and I still do. So, like, that's when I'm performing. I don't need lyrics in front of me because during that time in my life, my ears were just open to everything. That's why I can, you know, recall lyrics and, and stuff because I was so invested in what was happening in music, especially in the late '90s. It was the emergence of hip hop and and. Uh, like Eminem was coming out around 97, 98. Like, that, dude, this stuff was so important to me at the time. Like, but it, the, the it way that it, I love say, say What Karaoke, it was a great show. The concept was great. I'm saying that part of the reason that we watched it is because there was a host with it, there was a personality oh, tied to it. Much I'm, like TRL, it's Carson Daly. If it, was, if it was someone that wasn't as interesting or someone who wasn't as hip as Carson Daly, I mean, I can't remember who the who the host of Say What Karaoke was. I think it was one of those VJs or whatever. But like they were introducing it, the format. It. The no, format I, was I, just I, as compelling as the and the personality on there was just as compelling to the majority of the public as the actual. Because because you could just go you could you could buy the CD and look at in the inside of the CD cover to get that information to consume. I think it was the way that they were provide like. The way that they were presenting that information, or tying the lyrics to the to the um, you know the music, that's what was compelling. Like right, so like they were bringing it to you in a way that wasn't just words on a screen. It was a, a whole format of the show. Of course, you're not. You don't have to convince me that like that was the what the compelling thing because that's it influenced the rest of mainstream culture. There like there became channels directly dedicated to shows like the Osbournes and shows like Real World and Rogue Worlds, like these these uh, these game show type real reality things. Like MTV cracked this this they started it all. Like I, I, I what's before what reality TV shows are before MTV. You know? I th- Real World is the first reality TV show that I remember. I'm sure people could point back to like other things that, that were reality. Uh, There's like, stuff in reality based, but this stuff it seemed to be solely based on which was MTV's formula. Which, again, I want to backtrack to something you said earlier about the edge that MTV had. It was all about MTV basically took counterculture and what was happening within um, the niches of art, and then they packaged it and, and, and provided it to <clears throat> sent it out to kids all across the country. Like I said, it was our window into 
what was happening in like, like Nirvana in their basement. Like me, I was heavily influenced by grunge. And it smells like Teen Spirit was one of the first videos that I ever saw that I can recall. And like that, that edge, them, them um, really highlighting that like counterculture is is like their brand. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I think that that's that is more influential than the actual music that was on there, right? Or so, I guess that's part of it because the music was edgier. I think that VH1 was doing exactly what, or not exactly. The concept was exactly the same as, as MTV, right? We're going to play music videos. MTV just packaged it and, and put more edgy stuff. What What's his name? Uh, Keith, Keith Flint. Or what, what was the... Prodigy. Pro, there's no way that, that Prodigy would be on VH1. It'd be premiering yeah, on MTV. Smack my, smack my bitch up. And yeah. MTV would make sure of that because they wanted to keep that edgy feel to them, right? So it was less about... It was less about just playing music video after music video. It was how, what type of music video and how they were presenting it. Definitely. I mean, it was definitely very targeted. Like, they would target certain demographics. I mean, because then there was, in the music video realm, there was certainly the, <clears throat> the, the grunge targeting, targeting people that, you know, weren't targeting a demographic that wasn't necessarily buying anything else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, you know, high school kids who are, you know, kicking around in flannels, like they weren't buying anything but music. So like that was how to get their attention. So this is what something that MTV also did that's super unique, I guess, well, not hundred percent unique because Nickelodeon did something similar and that they, they were the first network or, or, media outlet to take the perspective of a, a kid or a teenager. Mm -hmm. So like they specifically targeted people growing up in, in the culture within those, you know, those, uh, you know, those, um, you know, young movements, the movements. Um, so, you know, how the sixties was a, very much a youth movement of, you know, counterculture as well that was super active, like the, the late 60s, early 70s, that type of counterculture within music and the huge demand for it. MTV probably saw that and then, you know, really put the work in, put the lead work into infiltrating these different, not infiltrate, I'm making it sound like it was so devious. I'm, I'm just saying it in no, terms of... No, I think you're like, right. I think that oh. there was definitely a formula that they wanted to, to that they stuck by to get, at the end of the day, to get ratings, right? But it was it was all about edge, though. So I want to I want to focus on that because you hit you hit on something really important there. So in their early days of programming, on top of the videos, which were you're right, they would show "Smack My Bitch Up," they'd show Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails and N.W.A. and um, all the stuff that that was controversial. They were they were. Um, supportive of it um but the late night programming so this is where i think they really found something that they weren't uh that probably surprised them so the beavis and buttheads the darias the celebrity deathmatch the um these late night shows which you know i think for kids like us it was all about you know there was the rating systems at the time were kind of impressive to younger people in terms of like there's parental advisories there's arm movies there's all this stuff that you couldn't see it was out of your reach but on cable 
you could just sneak, go into the basement and turn on cable and, and have the access to some of that racier stuff. And that's what MTV was for me personally. Yeah, no, it was, I, but you know, I, I wasn't allowed to watch. I think they knew that though. I think that they knew that, right? Like, absolutely, that's, of yeah. course. No, and it was, you know, I, I'm not saying again. This is like some uh, like scheme. Is of course business, but I'm just saying in terms of an art outlet, it is is really completely unique. And um, and at the time, for, okay, so this these these. Um, shows that they made the Beavises and Buttheads, Darius, uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Like, I think they surprised themselves with that, which led them to more ex- expanded to stuff like the Osbournes and, uh, again, more edge, but I guess more accessible. So, like, Ozzy's accessible to the older generation because he's Sabbath and he is who he is. Um, so, that's almost, and that's breaking, you know, through to the greater culture than just it's so i mean but it's still edge so i mean it's kind of they the way they went about things is pretty brilliant and like it's fascinating if you go through so in our in my research i'm going through their whole programs kind of went through the timeline of it they were just on the forefront of everything that was popular okay think about that for sure would you say that you've logged more hours watching uh, original content MTV or just straight music videos or something music uh, we'll just say uh, music related we'll call TRL that music part of yeah, MTV for me definitely music related content um, I fell off when they started to do this the teenage stuff so the the See, I, sweet 16 in the 16 and pregnant and uh, even the Osbournes, I think I remember by the third season, I wasn't digging the Osbournes. It was kind of sure. Well, most of this stuff has a very, very short shelf life. And again, by design, I don't think that there's really, as I'm going through and I was looking through like MTV I stuff, I think the stuff that has the longer seasons are the stuff that's today, right? So, like, <clears throat> so, there, so how about this dog? I bet you, I, I bet you I've seen from, from 94. Four to two thousand and three, two thousand and four. I bet you I've seen eighty-five percent of music videos. Ninety percent ever made, ever made on MTV. On MTV. So the on the stuff, the stuff that they put out on MTV, I was keenly tuned into. Whereas the I, I haven't seen every episode of Daria or Celebrity Deathmatch or Beavis and Butthead. I, you know, I haven't seen every episode of the Osbournes or TRL. I haven't, I've seen, <clears throat> in terms of percentage of content, I would say I've seen a vast more percentage of music videos than okay. I have I th- the I th- actual shows. I, and I'm saying if you have, I mean, 85% is a very high number, but if you have seen 85% of music videos that are out there, they're running reruns, yeah. right? I mean, there's no way that they Dude, can... I was- I was tuned into NSYNC and all the boy band fades. I was tuned into, you know, when Cher made her resurgence. Like, um, dude, I was keenly tuned into anything MTV was putting out. They, for me, it was like, it was important. Like, <laughs> as, as an eight, nine-year-old kid, for some reason. Let, let me do an exercise with you. Let me do an exercise yeah, with you. Sure. So if, if you've, if you've, I think what they what they when they went from music videos into original programming, right? 
I think what they were trying to do is just trying to get you to watch a little bit of everything so that you were constantly coming back to MTV as opposed to just like, okay, I've watched my two hours of whatever, the, the hottest music videos. They're, I know they're just going to play it again. I'm not going to sit here and watch it again, right? So let me do a little exercise for you. I've actually come up with about 25 shows here. And I want you to say if you've watched at least one episode or even a season of, of this particular show, right? Okay. Yeah. Real World. Have you ever watched an episode of Real World? I've watched a season, yeah. Okay. Beavis, Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, many episodes and the movie. Say what karaoke? Oh, I think we've established that. Yes, yeah, so moving many, on. Many, many MTV. I love that. Now this one's back into the music. It's not music videos, but it's a, an original programming. MTV Unplugged. Um, you know what? I didn't watch as much of that actually. Oh, I'm was, shocked! Um, I thought that that would be an automatic one. If yeah, no, it was getting phased out by the time I was really getting into it. So the. I was five years old in 95, so, like, my, in, like, and this, I guess, probably reflects my going into school, too, um, but, it, um, 90, I would say 95, 96 is when I really started focusing on MTV. So you never saw Nirvana Unplugged? You never saw that episode? Um, I remember seeing, so that was the thing, MTV did a lot of stuff talking about, so, in the mid-90s, late, mid mid to late 90s they were talking about MTV was always dating themselves so what back in the 80s like this is what was happening on MTV like there was like almost like yeah they were doing they were doing their own before I love the 80s all that stuff like MTV was always documenting what they did in the past so I was always keenly aware of like what David Bowie's influence was I was always keenly aware of the prior influences okay how does this have anything to do with Unplugged though I'm just asking have you ever seen Unplugged. So I was always aware of like so the Clapton unplugged and the Nirvana. I was always aware of them, but I I never had put my personal time into it. Okay, Jersey Shore. You ever watch an episode of Jersey Shore? Yeah, of course. Okay, Osborne's. I think we've established that. Yes. Did you ever watch the Jessica Simpson Nick Lachey newlyweds? An episode? Yeah. Of okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Road Rules. Have you ever seen an episode of Road Rules? Yeah, but I was a uh, I was a real world guy. You ever watch Love Line? That might predate you. Love Line with uh, Dr. Drew and who was that? You know what? I do remember Adam a bunch Carolla. of those Adam Carolla was on that too. I remember a bunch of those shows where they would like have, you know, it was like date, you know, it was essentially the dating game and like they had people like. So this bus. wasn't that. This was like, this was like relationship advice. Someone would like call no. in and they'd have like a silhouette in the back of the person like, it was almost yeah, no, like a confessional cool. or whatever. Any, okay. So, Singled Out. Nope. You never saw Singled Out? All right. Kay and Peele. Key and Peele? Key and Peele, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was an MTV show. Uh, yeah, I've seen a bug. I, I love Key and Peele. Uh, Boiling Point. You ever see Boiling Point? No, I don't think so. Uh, Punked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. My Super Sweet 16. Punked is a hugely influential We'll show get back here. to this. Let's just finish this exercise. My Super Focus. Sweet 16. Focus. Stop. Stop. Focus. My Super... Yeah. I am, I am. Of course I've seen that. Our cousin Putt starred in an episode of My Super Sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, there was a made-for-TV movie called Jailbait. Did you ever watch that? Yes. Okay. I didn't think that. I thought that that might have been a stretch. Nitro, yeah. Cir- Nitro Circus. Oh, man, they did so many good made-for-TV movies, dude. Nitro Circus, yes, I have. Okay, Pimp My Ride. 
Oh yeah, dude. X to the Z. Uh, Sucker Free Sunday. Did you ever turn into Sucker Free Sunday? No, I don't think so. No. Making the video. Of course, yes. MTV Jams. I I would say I'd see uh, MTV Jams. Yes. Uh, rock and Jock Sports. Any Rock and Jock Sports. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, Cribs. Did you watch that? Cribs. Yes. Of okay. Course. Okay. So of that, of those twenty-five that I just listed, I would say roughly. You've, you have watched a little, if not a lot, of 20 of those original programs. Yeah. I would yeah. say over... That's, that's a lot of programming. That's a lot of programming that you were invested into. I'm, I'm sure MTV was my primary channel growing up. Like, I wasn't... So there was a time, you know, as a... You know, it was between Nickelodeon and MTV for me. And MTV definitely took over in the late 90s for me. Okay. All I'm trying to prove by going through that exercise is I think that you are were watching MTV... Just as much for their original programming, especially since that started right around 97, Dude, you didn't even mention, Well, hold you on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I'm going to go through my top five. I'm going to go through my top five. And please I'm tell not denying. I'm not denying that I watched a shitload of their original programming. I mean, it was great. Like, I, I saw a Celebrity Deathmatch DVD I almost bought for you. Okay, so that, that's, a perfect, like, that's a perfect one to start off because I didn't bring that up on purpose. I'm going to go five to one, my, my top five shows that I think just these top five alone, I have watched more of these this programming than I've ever watched music videos in my entire life. We're going to go... Time or percentage of content? Time. Time. Spent. Percentage, whatever you want to call it. But time. Like, I have logged more hours watching these five than I ever have watching music videos. And I'm going to go from five to one celebrity death matches you just mentioned. I, I don't think that there's one that I haven't seen. I mean, maybe the later seasons, if they ever brought it back for, like, the member berries, like, whatever. Like, they, they tried to do that. But the original content, Celebrity Deathmatch, is hilarious. The Andy Dick Show, number four. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love that show. And I've, I still, to this day, try to YouTube it and find wherever it is. I couldn't tell you where it's streaming. But, God, yeah. if, if I knew where it was, I would go back and watch all of that. The VMAs. I would say for a 15-year stretch... In, I would not miss a VMA, and I would go back. They would be playing clips of that in commercial time, and in, into like prop the next years for years and years after that. Number two is TRL. We I think we did a pretty good deep dive of that. I'll give it to you. There was music videos on that, but as as I mentioned before, I I realize now that I wasn't watching it for the music videos. And then I think what you're about to say is like the whole Jackass universe, Wild Boys. Um, bam, Viva La Bam, even though that was kind of cringy. But Jackass had a huge, huge... I, I don't think that there's much of Jackass, you know, unless there's some hidden content out there that I haven't consumed, and it was all through MTV. Yeah, no, I mean, so those are... I'm on board and pretty much, have, you know, I've seen... But that's not... But that's not it's hard to compare them to music videos because you don't. No, just... I, I'm not trying to compare them to music videos. My my, because the music videos are themselves. I enjoy music videos too. That's great. That's what got me into MTV. I'm saying the programming. The reason I turned on to MTV, I was was I was going through and doing the research. Before the research, I would have said, "Oh yeah, I was a I was a music video guy. Bring back the music videos." But the more I'm looking into this, I was there for the edge, and all of those shows are edgy. All of, like that's that's the feeling that I wanted, and MTV I think mm. understood that and brought it through original programming rather than the actual Dude, music videos. Music videos are limited, 
And there was other tools where I could get music videos. I think that they foresaw that. I, they didn't foresee YouTube, but they saw foresee the internet. They foresaw, you know, whatever, DVDs, whatever, where I could go and actually customize what I wanted to watch rather than sitting there for two hours and waiting for the Chili Peppers or Bush to come on. And they, they replaced it with constant uh, original content where I, would, I wouldn't be as likely to change that channel. That, I mean, you and the probably the majority, clearly that's why they, you know, they went that way. So actually in that, another segue into another phase of MTV is um, kind of, again, that focus on celebrity and that um, <clears throat> they realized that the interworkings of the bands were more interesting as well. So it's not just, so with the, introduction of um, making of the music video and um, the big events like uh, the VMA. So they became cultural events uh, based around the people who were doing the art. And those were their biggest, had their biggest ratings and would, you know, essentially change culture, you know, change the world around them by these, these, you know, singular events or big events on top of, you know, uh, the the consistent program. I, I, I totally I totally agree. I, and I and I find that more interesting, right? So it's like you can go and listen to your you can go and listen to a. Uh, I, I I I understand that the human aspect of it is is more accessible. So people seeing people interact is more accessible to a broader audience than interpreting art. Which is essentially what music videos are art, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's without a doubt. It became, it became so. What I think what I had said before the in the making of the video and the the nature of celebrity became the the focus rather than the music. Um, uh, we we saw that in those the the late nineties with. You know, again, the, the, the TRL was Total Request Live was also, it was a live show. Mm -hmm. That was that was something that, that drew in people right after school. They'd have you draw in, but it was about the who was on that day. Who were they bringing on to talk? Because we didn't have Instagram and all these. So you wanted to learn about your artists. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. So, I, that, that's way more compelling to me than watching... Right. Uh, so, you know, watching right. watching a new radicals video for the fourth time. Like I understand where so I think this is where it started, the shift in terms of the focus on the, the human, the interworkings rather than the um that's where music television shifted to it was still music television, you know, but it was again the the entertainment aspect of it shifted. So it wasn't the expressive part; it was the third time I think I'm saying it, the human part. So, um, so Doug, right, right now I listen to a podcast. It's called the Press Box, right? So I love sports. I love watching sports. Yeah, again, it's it's something to do with the live entertainment. You don't know what the next play is, whatever. But I love sports. I'm finding myself being just as much interested in this in this podcast called the Press Box at the interworkings and why. The, why it's so important to have a host that, that America recognizes, why it's so important to have a, a good crew, a truck in the crew, so that when I'm 
that's anticipating, I want to see that play again. They're giving it to me right when my I'm thinking, run that run that back. Let me see that in slow mo. The I, inner I, the inner workings of that to me right now are very are just as much interesting as as a, an unbelievable catch in the end zone, as a big dunk, as a web gem, whatever. The, that that breakdown to me, like how they produce these shows, and I think that this is what we're kind of getting at for the MTV. We're going from actually enjoying the art to understanding the artist behind it. So what I will say, and I agree, you know, I, I have my bachelor's in sociology, so I absolutely understanding being fascinated by humans and interworkings, but they're interworkings. But what I think they shifted away so they could still have that with art. So they just completely took away the artistic aspect of it and solely focused on the, the social aspect or the, the celebrity nature. So that's where I think they still could have maintained that balance. What they did is shifted it to their, they had these sister channels, MTV2, and they had MTVX, which was, which I, in my research, I don't remember this, but they said like they were reviving rock or something, like as if rock was dead. Um, and they, uh, it was, you know, was going I, on strong. But I don't right really before, remember MTVX, but I always, I always remember that they were always trying to like flirt with the idea of bringing the music, bringing the music back to MTV. And it never took off. And it never took off. They specifically made a channel, MTV2, that was so just music videos so they're like here you go initially but if you go on to mtv2 now then it's still all reruns well, because no one programming you're right more people way more people tune into the, the original mtv um and and i think like, we need to touch on these these big events so it was it, it became way more than just music and that it was the mtv movie awards there was the so there was the video music awards. There was the music uh, MTV the, movie the, awards. Is VMAs and, and MTV movie awards that were the two? Right. I feel like there was one more. No, it was a, could have been. Or, or, I mean, there there might have been a. a well, within know, there, there was like the MTV Icon Award. They they were doing these. They also um, did the big Super Bowl with NSYNC, Britney Spears, sure. and Elliot. That was actually produced by MTV. And so they were, they were, they were also doing movies at the time. So, so, so it, what I'm, what I'm learning from this press box is that the live content where you can only get it, where you can react to in real time. So these are sports, these are award shows, these are nightly news things. These are, that is the stuff that's most valuable now on television, right? So the television as right. we know it, cable, because that's the only thing that people will actually have to sit and watch ads for i mean granted there's ways around that you can dvr it and fast forward through the ads if you watch it a half an hour earlier but a lot of the way people watch tv now is they're reacting to it with their buddies so i watch golf i'm texting Woj the entire time there's people who are out on twitter as soon as the bachelor makes so it's, a, it's a shared experience and that right is right and, the, and there's value around that because if people they, the only time that they can really all share it at the at the same time is when it's when it's going live so I'm kind of I want to kind of expose the snowball a little bit or break down the snowball and, and and go back to again 97 when TRL showed up and it was the combination as you said of the celebrity and the host um, but and the music 
And then that led to, I, I think it's that, and then making a video was almost a sister show of TRL. Um, and it was that that led to the big award shows that, <clears throat> you know, the, these, these shifts happen naturally in a way. It was in response to demand, and I understand that. But at some point they decided to abandon what the where, where the core concept was and abandon the edge as well. So I think in the time of TRL, it really incorporated whoever was going to be the most. What so what? Give me an example of a show or something where you're like, okay, shit, like they've lost their edge, like something that came onto MTV and you're like, all right, well, boy, band, boy bands weren't particularly edgy. No, but it, you said yourself like that's a reason why you tuned in, right? Like you you said you're watching in sync and. Oh yeah, no, I was I'm super interested by music culture. My, you know, I and Laura was a huge in sinker, so we had her and I were watching TRL together. Um, I think and, at the time though that that boy the boy band stuff was edgy, right? Like it it's, it said it, it feels weird to say that now, but it was that was the. That was the new no, and hot. That was the no, new and hot I, thing. I think, Doug, I, I disagree because at the same time there was Marilyn Manson, and that was the edge. Like that, there was corn. There was new metal. There was Lincoln Park. There was there was um, there was a lot more. There was Blink One Eighty Two. So the punk, the 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 new punk stuff um, was uh, certainly okay. edgy. With uh, it, like that's the stuff that we love. I think you and me, and I think I, I attribute that to like this this Bart Simpson culture that mm. you and I kind of grew up with. That like right. that was the the edge was the cool the cool thing was the edge, but then the cool thing became what everyone agreed upon was the cool thing, right? And that's TRL. So that's me exposing the snowball. Is like TRL is this thing where everybody can put their vote in to agree this is the coolest top 10 things and it became about well not became about but boy bands became more prevalent celebrities became more prevalent and then from that that you wanted to see their lives and it became more about them so that's kind of me saying i think this is where it came from and this is where these shifts happened okay. um, and i'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing uh, is because it, it seemed to happen pretty natural in response to the demand. So it's you know I'm not saying it's MTV sold out. No, I just think that they they responded to the demand. But where did that edge go? So that edge went to the internet as well. So right, the, so this is the the birth of the internet and its prominence and like the niche channels and like indie the indie music movement is also something that it came in the, the mid-2000s, which is totally a response to not only accessibility and, and getting your stuff out, like small bands getting their stuff out there, but also I think mainstream culture moved away. We moved away from these shared experiences that you're talking about within music. So they became the shared... All right, so what is... Remember, TRL, we, we tune in, like you were saying, with sports. What 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 was that with music at, at that point? 
in the mid early two thousands. It was the VMAs. No, there was the, there was still at that point you were still buying albums when they came out. I remember the, the shared, shared experience. What yeah, was the shared yeah, you experience? would the shared experiences was on the Friday that the album came out was running down to Best Buy, Strawberries, you know, Sam Goody, wherever, and buying that album and listening to it five hundred times before you got to school on Monday, so that you were like, yeah, this this album's awesome. This album sucks. Those yeah, are I don't those think are were dedicated. Like not everybody was dedicated. Oh no, to it was. Me. It was huge. I like. I mean the. I mean I can remember like Oasis. Um, so this is like '96 era. There was the Busta Rhymes. There was Eminem. There was you were still listening and, and to these albums cover to cover, buying, getting the CDs for the artwork. This is, I think. I think what ruined that shared music experience was kind of more closer to when iTunes and and the podcast and I'm sorry and the iPod, iPods come out. Because you're no longer having to go start to finish to to listen and get to know an artist, you can just kind of pick things out for ninety nine cents each. So you're not going, you're not going to the same place. There's this introduction. You're not all going to a store or the same place to get your your music. So we're not all going having to go to MTV anymore to get our music, right? Because that's where I I that and then the radio. We haven't talked about the radio at all, but you and I. Grew up on Jamma ninety four five. Kiss. We had our five, top five settings, um, and when albums came out too, you and me would they would some some stations would play the album yeah. full on the radio. Right. And we would sit and listen to. No, it. I think that's a good point. Radio was still prevalent through, I would say, the early two thousands, and that's where so, you're having that's where you're having shared music experiences. I get to school and we'd be you know depending on which radio station you're listening to, you'd be like, oh, did you hear what happened as the jam scam, right? Like. That was, dance games. Yeah, they were prank phone calls. Right. There were still radio shows that, that we were talking about back then, right? Like there was Baltazar sure. and Pebbles and then there is uh, There were mainstream so there were mainstream mediums for these at the mainstream outlets for these for these artistic mediums. Right. Uh radio specifically for music and talk. And then but T V this is where okay, getting back to M T V. M T V merged the two initially, music and T V and the all these different elements of entertainment and that was but their core their name is music television so at some point all right so to highlight the shifts to to go back to our being a being objective here the the first round or the first um era all about music all about art and stuff like that but also there was those like you pointed out those those um human elements that definitely led to the second part right, or the right. second part. some of the music shows on all of a sudden have hosts we're sure. getting Kurt, we're one? getting Kurt Loder on MTV and it's not just you know what used to be a 30 second clip before your next video is now its own dedicated show right like there's be, sure. they're, they're introducing VJs newscasters personalities and those are the types of things that they're finding are hitting they invented a video jockey a VJ they invented the term. They invented the concept. Right. And there was, there's these huge, that was another shared thing we'd vote for, who is going to be the next MTV VJ. Okay. There's this guy, Jesse Camp, who is a complete wasted, just, he was just wasted all the time. Who was the runner-up? Dave, what was the runner-up who ended up having Dave a Dave Holmes. Dave, Dave Holmes, Holmes ended up, I think like, he's still doing stuff. I think I heard him on Sirius yeah. XM. The other Dave day. Holmes is a music nerd, so he just like knows so much about it and but jesse camp was just like that again represented that bart simpson edge 
just party like Matt Pinfield. You remember so, Matt Pinfield? Matt Pinfield. So at some point, MTV turned less rebellious and less less of an edge, right? <sighs> yeah, but there's still like some of the programming that they have on there is still edgy stuff. Like I know this isn't a new show, but like edgy the, to conservative. To not conservative really. Like people. this, the, I, I think the edge is elsewhere. Honestly, I, it's I, been I, elsewhere for a long time. I don't. I don't. I think that the Cribs thing, like, I, you wouldn't consider like gangster, it. Like, gangster rap, like, I think died with MTV. And I think MTV is a big part of why, like, some... Gangster rap, but, like, yeah, MTV definitely dabbled in it, but that was more of, like... Uh, gangster rap turned into hip-hop, like, more, more... Gangster rap turned more mainstream... And lost a lot of its edge. I mean, you can see it in some of our favorite artists who, you know, over the years, some keep their edge. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, in some, in this is, I'm talking about specifically gangster rap as opposed to, you know, uh, hip hop or like lyrical rap or more soul stuff. Like gangster rap lost. You, do you think Dre didn't lose his edge? You know what I mean? Like they Snoop, they they still are great artists, but they became more mainstream. Rather I, than mainstream. I think I think most artists lose their edge as they get older. Once they have, I love them. once There's they have money, all the time. Like look at Eminem, Eminem after like three or four albums, like really like just like he softened up. You know, so, um, not so that I, he's I guess I guess I I, up. I mean the Rolling Stones aren't aren't maybe with the ex- with the exception of uh, Keith Richards aren't you know. Having doing all night benders and stuff. I think I think no matter what, like with with age, that's that's how you lose edge, so, right? Quick question: Why uh, shift real quick? Why do you think MTV went away from um, their original like comedy program? You brought up Key and Peele earlier, and like the Daria and Celebrity Death. Like how th- that stuff was super popular, but I feel like they kind of just abandoned it and went full reality TV show, right? Um, you know, it's definitely head, all it, that stuff was really huge. No, it definitely goes more towards a celebrity. You're right. I just don't think that that it's selling as much. I think that 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 the, the evolution, whatever, de-evolution of what MTV is now, is more. It's more like a pop radio station where they're just trying to get as many people to watch as possible. To the point now, dog, where Back in, back when we watched back in that second era that you're talking about, where the music was merging with reality TV, celebrity, all that, it was all original content. Now, if you turn on MTV now, there's shows like Ren and Stimpy and Fresh Prince of Bel Air and like South Park. Well, they, bought, well, they bought a bunch of shows. Well, exactly, different. and and I think that they're they're more they would rather have a million people watch a rerun of Fresh Prince than 100,000 people watch, you know, the newest music video from, I don't know, Foo Fighters or whatever. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think that's where they turn. Like, they're, it's, it's, so, their cable just, channel is no longer somewhere where the youth go to. They're going to other spots. So why not? If we're going to be trying to sell ads, it's much better to go to, you know, the ad room or whatever, our marketing team. And be again, like, I don't There's a million people this watching I... this rerun versus 100,000 people you know who are, are I don't watching. think I've ever I don't think I've ever like criticized MTV along this route. I, I, again, I, it sounds like it, it feels like it's happened organically. If you but, were going to watch a music video today, where would you go? YouTube. Yeah. What if MTV said we're playing all the newest music videos for new music 
Yeah, I, I would put that, I might put that on in the background if I was like cleaning or something like that. Just flick, but I don't have cable. Like, or, so you like don't, that's, you don't that's, think if you turn on and it's Machine Gun Kelly playing and K-pop that you're going to be sitting there just like, this sucks. I think you no, would. I, I'm, gonna, I'm fascinated by it all. I'm, I'm fascinated by every wave. Like, I think like country music right now is just pop music. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many... I love the nuances of music just because not all of it resonates with me. I think it's, it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, so, but what, what I, going back to my question about the, the Darius and the Beavis and Buttheads. So they also had like the Ben Stiller show. They had the, um, which like only lasts for a season or two, but they had these in Jackass. They had all these great comedy shows and then they just, they just kind of said, uh, no, we're good. That is where I'll criticize them in terms of like they kind of gave that edge up. They like they could have gone the Comedy Central route, which I'm not sure if they were both owned by the same company. That might be almost all of their shows. Viacom. Almost all of their shows. Well, Viacom is MTV. The, the, the most of all of their shows are very short lived, including Jackass, including even TRL wasn't on for as long as you as you think. But right. like, I think that they're they like with anything. Like to your point, like after four seasons of of punked, even it loses its edge. Like it loses its edge yeah. and on to no. the next Viacom. edge. Viacom, they, you know what they did? I'm answering my own question. Viacom moved it to Comedy Central. That's where all that stuff went. They own, so they became this big conglomerate. So MTV, you know, they started dabbling in different channels, and and I, they're part of Paramount. And so anyways, it became much bigger than just music television. So the fact that they're called MTV is just kind of by default, right? Well, that's their brand, yeah. So like Disney's, even though Walt Disney's dead, they're, it's established brand. Like they're not going to change their brand yet. MTV yeah, it's pretty amazing. will always be MTV. And if it's not, then we'll never recognize it again. So, so all right, going back to um, my, I don't think I ever got to say my top five. because. Yeah. So this is, you know, now that we've covered all, you know, kind of three phases in the way, and what is it today? I mean, it's just kind of a media conglomerate that I'm sure dabbles in everything, right? Yeah, to me, it's it's a pop station catch-all, really, because if they're playing reruns that they have not well, it's original not one station, content, it's like a, a, a thousand different things, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they the own Nickelodeon, too. So The it's, only thing I'm turning like into for, for, for um, MTV content the only thing I'm t- tuning into is the VMAs. And again, if it, or if a rerun, if I'm going by and I see a rerun, other than that, like I think like maybe Ridiculousness might be like one of the, their only shows that they have that like plays new episodes. And then I'm just not into any of like the new, you know, pregnant teenager, you know, whatever, like all that stuff that they're, which again, I would say Ridiculousness, uh, 16 and Pregnant, those are edgy shows they're just not playing to us who are now in our mid to late thirties, right? So, um, yeah, but I don't even know if those are on. I mean, that was they, they, they lost. That was 15, 20, you know, fifteen years ago or so. Um, but again, like getting back to just to kind of like round out what MTV is to me, because I think we've defined like where it came from, and where it where it is now. But what MTV was to me as a kid was like the um, like. It was kind of, which we'll touch on in another podcast, this 
a part of the American Pie generation. And <laughs> this an one's been cooking up. I, like we were in the car. I was in the car the other day with Will and Tommy, and they're they're like, "What's the next jerks uh, topic?" I'm like, "Well, we're we're really kind of trying to figure out how to tie American Pie into like how that." formed our party culture i i still well, don't know what we're doing with that but well well that's another podcast it's, so, in, but it's in the cook is just, as much, is just as culpable in terms of like our perception of you know what you're supposed to do as a teenager or as a college-age student and so for me again top five most influential shows um one of them might be spring mtv spring break jerry springer <laughs> spring break you know, or and they had that, so it would be in April, and there was a whole week where they would just, um, they they would they just do be all their program, they do all their live programming down poolside in like the Bahamas or in Mexico or yeah, Florida they would just put DJs, like but they would bring celebrities in, they would just do everything, and that's that's another place where like they they realized like reality TV could totally work. It was great. It was it was, was awesome. just, just filming college kids getting drunk and wild and dancing and and having relationship problems that's like boom like that like was, was super entertaining uh, all in a beautiful setting like you yeah. know like so anyways in terms of influence spring break mtv spring break is is, is really high up there um okay so that's that's number five what else you got because i agree well, like, I looked, but i looked into that and being like oh man i can't wait to get to college and like do that but you know it was awesome I, it, it it was like like I went to so I went up to Vermont in, in the ice cold and uh, it wasn't the exact same. <laughs> Anyways, um, in terms other influential shows, obviously we give a ton of time to Jackass. Uh, TRL was really big for me. We said say what karaoke. So I guess this is less of a top five, and I'm just like naming off big shows. Okay. Um, but yeah, TRL um, and. And, and some of those late night, I, I think the the MTV late night comedy, I'm pretty sure is the home of Snoop Dogg Television. Oh yeah, Doggy Fizzle Television. Candy, um, that really kind of sculpted a lot of my sense of humor. Some of that darker, edgier, like you know, yeah, the 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 more um, the racier stuff that really kind of shaped my humor as a young kid. Um, Scared, but, scared straight. Remember, scared straight. Uh, was that one of them? I, I feel like they're yeah in, in I, the jail. In the jail, right? They'd bring these kids to the jail, and they'd like was it, that was an MTV thing. Though? I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was MTV. I uh, mean, there's there's so much stuff that was, but for me, in the end, uh, I really did love the uh, the tr like the the music video meshed in the TRL days and I think for me when I think of MTV like it is the 1999 video music awards with like Fred Durst, Christina Aguilera, NSYNC, like it, Nelly, like it was there's just like this era where it felt like they were just putting all these misfits together all these different like it was like the yeah, Doug. It was just Doug, a big pot of, but they're all in the same room, all on the same that's, stage. That's what made TRL work. I think you're and you're, ends there. you're kind of making my there. point. You are making my point right now. You are making my I know, point. That I'm you're, just saying this was the most influential aspect of it was was these these moments when 
they would get all of these artists from every genre into the same room and have them interact. I think that's pretty fascinating, especially when the culture of MTV or the, the uh, environment is that of an edge. It encourages people to be a little bit more outgoing and odd and, and that just makes for super compelling entertaining entertainment. Uh, yeah. So, so in terms of influence, I got to say, look, that is like our MTV is the Hollywood, like, so 50s, 60s Hollywood or whatever, or like even like 20s Hollywood, like that whole, the, the golden years or whatever, like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm letting like, you go, I'm letting like, you go, but I'm I'm thinking about jumping in here and just be like, uh, wrap it up, dog. No, what? But I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. It's the MTV. MTV. It's the go-to. It was the go-to for, like you said before, it was the taste maker. It was the source for taste making, right? Or like the source for right. But it, it was all in one spot somehow. Like even though there was the the Oscars and the Grammys and all these other places, MTV was the center of the cultural, my cultural universe for sure. Cool. No, I, I, and it was mine too. I, I probably have logged more hours. Uh, ESPN's another one. It's between ESPN and, whatchamacallit, and MTV that have probably owned the most, you know, viewership hours of my life. And again, even ESPN doesn't have, even though they're only sports, all of the major shows are on the major networks, right? Like ABC, Fox, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, it, it, to say it wasn't an influential, <laughs> I mean, we've spent now about an hour and 10 minutes just talking about how influential it was. And we haven't even talked about a third of the shows, a third of the content that they've, that they've actually put out. I know. I, so, so do you have any honorable mentions? I think I went through it all, no, but I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting though the way that they they categorize the shows. So they have let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten different ten different uh, they break break it down into ten different type of programming that they have um, music shows news shows reality shows celebrity shows competitive shows talk shows original movies slash scripted uh, events. I feel. Like we just barely ranked those competitive shows. Sure, Road, Road Rules being one of them. Um, uh, the, then the animated shows, MTV2, and acquired shows, those are the ones we're talking about, like Fresh Prince, South Park, that they're pulling in from others. So that's that's like the 10 categories. But yeah, the competitive shows, I mean, I mean, Road Rules was the one that I'm thinking of. There's the... Um, What's the one that they had where it was like the road rules, real world challenge that eventually turned challenge. into yep. the challenge, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was dating stuff. There was always dating there challenges. Was a ton of, there was a ton of... See, that's where I was still watching the reality. Like, So that's where they dragged me into the reality world was the dating shows. And I, I definitely watched all those and was super entertained by them. Like I don't remember any of their names. Um, like. Singled out was one. Singled out was the one that I remember really, and it was, it was the format of the show. Of singled out was basically like what Tinder is today, right? You'd get like a Congo line of singles that would just, and there'd be a person in the throne, and ten of them would walk by within a minute, and you'd determine which one you liked better, right? Like it was Tinder come to life. So it was kind of. I guess if, if you think of it like that kind of uh, not groundbreaking, but it was 
the beginning. No, it, it was tapping that's... into what Tinder we like about Tinder today, or or what you know we like about Instagram. You could just see like the next picture, next picture, whatever. It was quick. Absolutely. I mean, so it was quick and it was uh, it was cheap. So I think that's a that's something other thing that was uh, where TV went was like the reality. It was they didn't have to pay stars; they just had kids who would almost like volunteer. Well, they for had the to show. they had to pay Jenny McCarthy and Carmen Electra. Like those are, I, if I'm thinking right, those are those were the two host hosts. They were retainer. <laughs> no, they were there. They were there as hosts. I think of the game, and there was some other schlep too. I can't remember what his name was. Michael something. I, I can't remember. But the hosts were the, were the only cost for the entire show, and then they just get a bunch of aspiring actors, models, or whatever to come on the show. And just be, they they literally would get their fifteen seconds of fame, move on, and then it was it was just, to the it was kind of just like the concept of MTV uh, Spring Break, like you're talking about. It was just another you know hot teen, whatever twenty mid twenties, hot young person going by. Mm-hmm. And they do they also have um, the Paris Hilton? Did Paris Hilton in the uh, did she get her reality start on MTV? No, as well? I, they they Paris Hilton had like her BFFs on there, but I think like the reality life or the or what what was the, what was the one that she did with Nicole Richie? I think that one was on Fox. Um, Anyways, but they, they we could go on and on about the amount of but that they straight up the, so we're in agreement they agreement they uh, created the reality brand or the reality um, medium. The way that I see it, yeah, with Real World, that was the beginning of reality. Like that was well before The Bachelor and Survivor, oh, yeah. and Survivor. was that happening around the similar no. time. So Real, I guess Survivor's Real uh, Survivor was definitely I was was a was late, one of the late first late nineties, I think. But uh, Real World, I think, started like ninety three, ninety four, right in there. So that one, they they mm. they had Survivor beat by a few years. Uh, yeah, and then uh, for another thing they dragged me into is I liked a lot of their made-for-TV movies. Um, together, I feel like, is something we have to mention, is the we did mention in the boy bands episode, the boy band days, mm-hmm. but Together was was, uh, was a big movie for me. Um, and then they also did um, a couple of, like, real-life things. About, uh, like Matthew Shepard was a, was a gay kid who got uh, beat up and killed um, and lynched essentially, and like they, the story on that, and I found that extremely impactful. Like I remember, so they they really MTV back in the day was doing like a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, original content, like you said, that was not being seen anywhere else. That really did represent, I felt like young, edgy or young real culture, and then it just kind of. The, the mainstream aspect of it kind of took over and it became something well beyond just do you have that do you have that Wikipedia uh, article up yeah, oh well I have a couple of things well what do you want just just name off some of their current content that's on MTV the current original content or something that was in the last five years all right let's see here 2021 my life on MTV um, let's see Teen Mom Two. Okay, that's edgy. I think that that's edgy. I think that goes. Uh, up. Not, not. I don't think it, it's pretty mainstream. The Bush Family Brood, 
True Life presents Quarantine. The Hills, New Beginnings. The Hills is edgy. I mean... The, Made the, in Staten Island. Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. Yeah, Winter you don't Break. think Lindsay Lohan t- in today's... You don't think Lindsay Lohan, a look into Lindsay Lohan's life. These days, no, I don't think it's that edgy. I think relatively, relatively. Snooky and Wow. Edgy, that's, yes, that's edgy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a recipe show. It's not like a cooking show. Like, the, the, those two of them are... T- are like I said, as conservative... T- as conservative TV goes, yeah, I mean, it's, I think you don't see it as edgy because we've ar- they've already done the Jersey Shore thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm desensitized. <laughs> well, but it's still edgy. It's still edgy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, the the line continues to be pushed. I mean, and what or pulled back? Like it's is all relative. I think. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's just it's it's. I just don't what think I that... What I say is MTV... So edgy is on the edge of what's new, right? And, or like what's... what's Back then it was supposed to be like... It was supposed to be what is happening in the underground. What's on the edge of, of music. And then that became what I think... Edgy became something different. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think you just define edge. So, all right... What, then, then let's get a sense of what you find edgy today. What would what would you classify as edgy? Is there music out there that's edgy to you? Are there movies? So like, like, like what is edgy? What is edgy to you at at thirty what, two, thirty two years so old? I think I think drug culture is pretty much always going to be edgy. Um, I think, I, but I that's where I, drug culture will or has been for a long time. Um, but it's sexuality, I think, is is what's changing in terms of edginess. Or, okay. so, so I don't think that. What, so if you don't think that, if you don't think that, t like, if you don't think that the what Snooki and Jaywow, what is it, is doing is 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 based off sexuality. Teen Mom is based off sexuality. Like, yeah, but I what what I'm considering, but I don't consider that all that edgy anymore. Sexuality is not is less of an edgy topic than drug use. Do you think it's edgy to teenagers and college kids? No, I think it's more of a reality for them these days. I think it's more for for we grew up in a time where it was there was more taboos, and I think now there's stuff like kink shaming and like shaming people for their for their natural urges. And I don't think as I'm saying, I don't think sexuality is seen as the the racy thing that it was when we were when we were growing up, like when when Madonna kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on live TV, that was edgy and a big deal. And and just for for t- women kissing, you know, I I think I I don't think what you and I would have considered edgy fifteen years ago, twenty so, years ago. It's, so it's, it's- Really, the same. If you turn into the MTV Movie Awards, this this I think true crime is the edge of today. Okay, all right. So like, well, yeah, that's, you can't like, recreate that on MTV then. But well, there there is there's like recovery MTV recovery and there's there is that there is that edge there, but I think it's less. I think the the edge. You're like saying you two things, then you're just saying it like totally against what I'm saying. So. Like you're making your point, just <laughs> no. But the, I, I was just about to say the edge that you and I are talking about. I think is more of like a, uh, like an, a punk thing, right? Yeah, but that's not cool anymore, right? So edge is different. 
That's what what is edgy is different. It's all that's relative. what I'm saying, and it's still on MTV. And I'm saying that that's what MTV. But what you and I consider is. what you and I consider edgy would be more like punk rebellious stuff, where like net today edgy might seem more like crime oriented or like or psychologically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's less. The the line is different. Like what you and I would again would typically refer to as like edgy is like girls gone wild, jackass, like that type of stuff, right? Yeah, that's I, the edgy to- culture totally. That we're about. I, but I don't think that that is con- that type of stuff is considered all that edgy in this day and age. Eh, I think to to young kids who haven't experienced that stuff, I think that they're that is still edgy to them. Relationships, navigating high school, stuff like that, like. I think like so drugs, suicide drugs. is an edgy topic that it, it gets it's not edgy, it's just like it's a part of it's a more it's a more open part of what they have to do. It's happening more and so that's That's what I'm saying. I think I think the reality of stuff is more edgy is is excuse me, the reality of stuff is more accepted and observed rather than like made to be this edgy taboo thing that we experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I still think that they're going after the edgy. I'm, I've got this. I've got again, this, list. this. This idea of what is cool, though, too, was like it totally has something to do with it. Like you and I, again. I agree with. Part- I agree with you. It's not the major source for where kids today go for like to to. It's not the single source like it was back for us. But I still think that they they provide so edgy content. So I'm gonna go back to what I said about Bart Simpson the Bart Simpson influence and that rebellion was cool in the nineties. And I don't think that's necessarily the case like this, you know, the, the eat my shorts man is no longer really the no, of cool status quo. No, right? neither is being a hippie and it's more inclusive. I think the status quo is like, like in 21 jump street, like when Jonah Hill goes back or like when they go back and like, he's bowling, he's like, dude, that's not cool. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it's, I it's do, different. but like neither is do, the Charleston. Doing the Charleston is no longer edgy, Doug. Like I think just because just because the what edge is has changed throughout the years doesn't mean that the platform that you can find edgy stuff isn't still out there, right? Like MTV has you and I might not see it as edgy, but I think I feel like if we if you're playing a drinking game and we've said if drink every time we said the word edgy, you, you're probably hammered by now. But if if like the, the platform where people are getting it is still there, right? Like, we're at, you're saying like I all this stuff, like this punk rock. Of course, punk rock is an edgy. Like, of course, Billy Idol is an edgy. Of course, Madonna isn't edgy anymore. But so back in the, so MTV used to be like the place to go to get that. Right. Stuff. There's no single source anymore. Right. Uh, but, exactly. But I'm there, saying there we go. There's no right, single. There is. But they're still putting out edgy content. Uh. I think the spectrum of edginess is is much broader, and I don't think they're the tastemakers in that. Or like they're the like back in the day, their late night TV was the edgiest stuff that you and I that we could find, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we went into the movie store and went into the the back room, you know, behind the black curtain. What are you I talking about? What are you talking? About? <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, any any I, final wrap up? I mean, we're we, I think we've kind of covered at least every show that I wanted to talk about, or every era that I wanted to talk about with MTV. <laughs> I think we have. Is there any any stone that we've left unturned? Well, I guess you could say some honorable mentions, and uh, but they're important too. I guess in the scheme of MTV, is uh, 
Cribs was a big one um, that was uh, that model of show has been replicated a bunch of times in the real estate. Uh, there's all these real estate shows and I don't remember them before Cribs really. Um, and it's, it, you know, it starts of course with celebrity, you know, them showing your crazy, you know, here's, tools. here's the, here's the main bedroom where all the magic happens. I feel yeah, like that was exactly, every single exactly, one. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but I, I think that was pretty influential, um, in, in TV. Yeah. That's a good uh, call. There but, is, there's, whole, there's whole networks dedicated to seeing what celebrities houses TV, look like you know? and flipping houses. Right. So I think that there was, there's definitely, that's the first the, one I remember where you're actually going into houses and understanding, you know, the work that's gone into making these lavish renovations and, but it's also seeing what's out there. It's seeing our, people being entertained by architecture and yeah. different stuff yep. like that, I think. That's a good call. Uh, you know, there may have been shows like that before, but uh, this was a kind of uh, cool way. To, you know, Not a lot really, of these I think, shows are, are suave guys. No, the only stuff. one I can remember was Bob Vila, right? Like, and well, that's different. That's very different. That's like going for like a midwesterner who is uh, trying to fix his right. This brought, or something. This brought a little to, bit more culture into that type of platform, and I think um, it's nowadays it's a mixture of Bob Vila and you know Cribs. So an, another show that uh, MTV showed that they're again kind of tastemakers. Uh, uh, Pimp My Ride uh, was. First off, just like a fun show. I love Exhibit. Um, he's hilarious. In the show was zany. Um, but it was also, you know, there's a lot of shows um, on Discovery and stuff that show the, the mechanics fixing up cars and doing special projects and stuff. And I don't remember them before that either. Yeah, there's a, there's been a bunch of like chop house, yeah, type type right. things. Right. So yeah. Pimp My Ride became kind of like a restoration. Like that was one of the first cool restoration shows, and it, all they had to do is find an entertaining host and just like a funny idea, and it's it like really clever and fun. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, they continue. What, I mean, were, the, what, what did what did exhibit? What was his like calling word sound? Did he? Oh! <laughs> uh, X. Like that's pretty hardcore. Is that a, like a crow? Did you just sound games <laughs> ass crow? Uh, uh. But but again, it comes down to the host, right? Like they're bringing a cool person in to do something that maybe has been done before, but they're adding. I hate to use the word again. They're adding edge. They're adding edge to it. They're adding something. So, Cool about. I think MTV. They also use uh, so host, but also formula. They they made their stuff. A lot of their shows formulaic, bingeable. Um, in a bingeable. way that you'll stay around for four episodes. Yeah, but also, I mean, they they know what worked in terms of how how to get people drawn in, and then just expand on one single idea. So that's the formula. They you draw them in with the host and like the concept. And then they expand with like the the actual interesting parts that we found. Again, watching the guy create this crazy car turned out to be super interesting. Um, and and then, it's it's not di- just... it's not different how ads work, right? Like you might not be interested in a product, or you might not be interested in in a stuff. But if you see you know George Clooney advertise for it, or if you see Brad Pitt 
Like, okay, now... I think they were stumbling upon stuff that was entertaining that they didn't realize that that aspect would be as entertaining as it was. Um, and, and again, they kind of... I don't know who to compare. There's another... I, I don't know who... What, what media company is as influential as MTV to music well, or movie over time? Like maybe Motown? Um, they, you they, know. They, they also had the benefit of owning their own TV channel. And there, if you look back at that list, it is when I say there's thousands of shows on there. They they took so many shots, right? They I think that they were working under the model of just like let's take a million shots and some of this stuff is gonna hit. And it's smart, like because they it did it did like probably I would say what of the thousand things that are on there, maybe a hundred of them got it got to a second season. But what the hell, like. If if you find if you find something that's that's gonna be you know that's gonna re- resonate with the people who are watching, then well, it's also business wise, it's a continuous growth model to be constantly uh, basing your content off of what is the youth is is interested in, or, or what what young people are interested. That is that's continuous growth right there. There's always gonna be young people, young culture, and to be able to like that's it's pretty brilliant. I think they're still doing that today. I think that their audience is a little bit. It's just the MTV. Sorry, it's just the M in the MTV. That's the only thing that I think throws someone off, or why there's even the association of like, I want my MTV back, man. Yeah, but I'm looking at at every single show that I'm looking at. It has nothing to do with music right now. There's nothing. Maybe a musical host, and again, there's uh, you know. Those celebrity shows will often, you know, musicians, many pop artists are now, you know, they're actors as well. They're, we've 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 also done another podcast called Triple Threats um, that uh, covers how people need to diversify, you know, their approach in order to be that level of celebrity. Yeah, true. All right, man. Well, I mean, I. This is we've had a lot to say about MTV. I'm sure that there's more that we're gonna forget, so we might we might do a t- touch on this again. Well, we've t- we've touched on this in the past, so I'm glad we got a chance to just you know really fo- get out there everything that we wanted to say about about MTV. I'm sure there'll be other things we can put out. I on mean, we, yeah, media. we didn't even talk about voter die or the uh, the the political platform that is MTV as well for a while there. There's a lot of politicians and artists taking political stances, especially in the 2000s that were, remember Pete Diddy did an entire uh, vote campaign. I mean, so anyways, sorry, I just had to throw that last little bit in there. Yeah, I'm sure there will be other stuff. I'm fully expecting to get a call at 8 p.m. tonight with with a 30-minute add-on of stuff that we've missed, but, and I'll be here, so I've got nothing going on, so... Uh, listen for that if it ever does come if not hope you enjoyed this episode let us know what your favorite parts of MTV was anything that we missed Um, and yeah play more music videos man peace dog peace